Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know what it is about damn time. Let's do a show, shall we? Let's do it, shall we? Do you want to do it? You can't just repeat what I say, Michaela. I mean, I can. <laughs> you totally can. Did you used to do that with your brother when you were a kid? Just copy everything you would say just to annoy him? I did that to everybody growing up. Mm. I have an uncanny way of saying the same thing that someone's saying at the same time. So when Lisa and I fight, it's just mm. like, Michaela, like do it. Like be like, Michaela, I'm, I can't stand you. Michaela, you drive me crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do notice is that sometimes if we're in like a really political segment where I get super wonky and like policy, like I'm talking all kinds of stuff, sometimes you will ask the same question I just asked after it got answered because you're not exactly sure what they said. Yeah, I'm like, repeat it for like, the people in the back, babe. Yeah, you're like, I don't care. what it, Say that, just say it again. I don't have a question for you. I mean, I remember at one point during a very political conversation, I asked a journalist if he thought we were going to war, to which I think no, he no, no, got no. offended. You said civil war. You asked if we were going into a civil war, well, which is even crazier. To me... You're a journalist. Mm. That Tell me the answer. And that he was part. like, no. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, you can cut the tube, babe. You just have to say no. Just a, little, just a little taste of what to expect on the morning <laughs> beat. If you're just now tuning in for the very first time, we're wild and we love it. Wild. Uh, we do have a great show coming up for you uh, today. The lot's going on in the news. Are, are people having less sex? If so, why? Hmm. And what can we do about it? That is our topic for Therapy Thursdays today. Talking about that a little bit later on. Also, Labor Day weekend right around the corner. Are you a a hot dog girl or a hamburger gal? Don't tell me. I want to find out live on the air. I love grilling. And fans are losing their minds over this story coming out that uh, Madonna, the biopic, might not happen because of some drama behind the scenes. Really? Michaela has that for you, yeah. Uh, I love how you say it, really. I'm like, Michaela has that story for I you. Got What's popping? <clears throat> Don't you worry about it. She surprised us both. All the details, or she will by the time she shares them. Oh, by, by the time we get there. Also, I just got to say this. It's my tell me something good later, but I can't wait that long. Serena Williams is the goat. Oh, I, my God. You guys, I did not sleep last night. I yeah. walked, she played the number two ranked player in the entire world. And let's just paint this picture. Serena Williams is turning 41 next month. Most athletes, female athletes, especially tennis players, retire around 28, 29, maybe 30. Mm-hmm. Maybe 30. Yeah. That was unheard of back in the day, right? She is turning 41. She's got a child that she had in 2018. A full baby. A full child, a full human. And and she beat the number two ranked player in the world, having played only six matches 
in 14 months. She hasn't been playing at all. It's crazy. And she looked sharp. Yeah. I, you know, even for somebody who doesn't follow tennis, I do follow I, women and support women. Oh, the she's the so fact good. that she she's just not giving up. No. She's so strong. I just, 41 I, is so quote unquote old oh, for I, a woman. I, I think that's why I I told my husband last night, I said, I think the reason I love her and Roger Federer and Tiger Woods and and not really Tom Brady, but kind of what he stands for yeah, and yeah. Venus, her sister, is because they're my generation. They're, yeah. They're showing that people that are my age can still hang around a little bit longer, which I love. Well, even as a woman, I was looking, I was doing my uh, face mask yesterday, mm. random, and I was like, well, I'm going to be 35 in January. That's closer to 40 than it is to 30. Halfway to 70. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like, think, yes, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, things that, like you just think about. Yeah. And then you think of Serena Williams and you're like, 40 is not Mm-mm. what 40 used to be. Mm-mm. 50 isn't what it used to be. Nope. Thanks to JLo. Thanks to Serena. Thanks to, like, these women that are still so athletic. And still keeping it together, even Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Whatever surgery, she's forty. I mean, it's a different time, but Serena deserves all of her flowers. Amen. So that's what I have to say about that, and I've got more later. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right, babe. Well, the pace of new monkeypox cases reported in some major cities and in the U.S. overall has started to slow recently, but experts say it's too early to know if the trend will last. The CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, said that she's cautiously optimistic about the downward trend, but warned that the overall case count is still growing. Last week, there was an average of 337 new cases of monkeypox reported each day in the U.S. According to CDC data, that's a 24% drop from two weeks earlier, a difference of more than 100 cases a day. A few factors are working together to bend the curve, Olensky said, including vaccination, behavior changes, and harm reduction messages being heard and implemented. But many more factors are still in flux, leaving questions unanswered. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 140. It's go- yeah, it's so hot basically. everywhere. 112 in Vegas, 112 in Palm Springs, gold, 93 in Houston, 89 in Miami, oh, 72 in San Francisco. Here's the gag. After all all the times we've dragged San Francisco's weather with all the climate change shifting, it's going to be 75 and sunny there, and it's going to be the most beautiful weather on the planet in like a that year part. or two. I know it. <laughs> While it's 110 here. It's true. <laughs> Joke's on us. 89 in Atlanta, 112 in Cathedral City, and 88 in Dallas. Now give us a vibe of the day. The meaning of everything is the meaning you give it. Ah, I like I that, that one. Uh, and there is something really cool I want to tell you about before we let you go. Also, Diana Ross. She's an icon. Love the goat. Right? Another Spe- goat. Speaking of goats, right? She's another one of them. And she's actually going to be uh, going goading <laughs> to Las Vegas. For a short residency, September 21st to October 1st, and we want you to be there. Don't miss it. We're giving away two tickets. We're talking front 10 rows. Like, these are expensive tickets. We're going to cover round-trip airfare for two and give you a two-night hotel stay at the Wynn, Las Vegas. It's very fancy. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now. Enter for your chance to win. Be Channel Q. All right, Labor Day weekend is almost here, which means football season is almost here. And I know that you love sports, Michaela. I can't get enough. Um, I'm wearing my Ohio State, one of my Ohio State t-shirts right now. They're playing Notre Dame this weekend, which is the biggest oh, game in the country. Oh, that's a huge, I do know that's a huge game. Opening weekend, number two versus number five. Ohio State's, uh, I think they're 17.5 point favorites right now. We'll yeah. see. 
I wish I were at the game, but I won't be there. However, one of my favorite parts of any sporting event is tailgating, right? It's sort of it's sort of what happens that all summer. Fun. Well, I feel like we, we barbecue and we have cookouts and, and grill out throughout the summer. And then the fall comes and football season and sports season picks back back up. Yeah. And I think the tailgating is sort of a continuation of what we did all summer long. We don't want to let let go of it. Right. But instead of doing it at a beach or in a backyard, we do it at the you know, the on the tailgate of a pickup truck, which is a blast, which is why it's called tailgating. Mm-hmm. But America is very, very divided about the best foods to actually tailgate with. We're talking hot dogs, we're talking hamburgers. First and foremost, I want to know what your choice is. Go. Hot dog. Yes. Right? Right. I hot think dog. Usually hot dog, a right? hot dog, too. I love a good cheeseburger. Same, but same. But I think the problem is there are so many, like I've had Wagyu burgers. I've had so many nice cheeseburgers nowadays because so many restaurants have the option. Right. The hot dog, though, is still classic. And so you I'm, can't just go, you can just have a hot dog anytime or just go get a hot dog so accessibly. You have Costco or you tailgate. <sighs> Okay, Friday we're gonna bring Costco into this. You're absolutely right. So good. You're absolutely right. It's the best hot dog I've ever had. So we had hot dogs this weekend at the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. We took my sister and her husband yeah. Jerry, our, Jerry, our number one listener. Jerry, we love uh, you. We took them to go see Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, and you picnic. You lay out on blankets in the cemetery. It's really fun. It's a very Hollywood thing. There's like 3,500 people show up for this thing every week, and we all had hot dogs. And those little foil things that keep them steamy and warm and delicious. Yeah. They slapped so hard. Well, according to one <laughs> poll and Hormel Foods, uh, they pulled 5,000 Americans, uh, 100 people from all 50 states. This is pretty interesting. Um, and they say one key to success is designating one person to play grill master throughout the day, while 29% of uh, respondents crowned the most desirable role as the actual tailgate. Uh, and then 25% people say they like to be the side dish taster. Uh, so that's really f- fascinating stuff. And also, oddly enough, I think we're in the minority here because uh, 66% said that burgers were the number one choice, while only 56% said hot dogs. So we, if they'd polled us, these numbers would be completely different. They totally did. different. They, they got it wrong. They got it wrong. Dog. They got it wrong. Yeah, they had a good hot dog. I just have to interrupt. No one has better hot dogs than Colombian people. We oh. have the best oh, hot dogs. She talks about okay, wait, these why? hot dogs. The You've been telling listen, us for a year. Where are they? Make us listen one. Listen to this. Get re- Literally, my mouth's going watery. A bread. The weenie. Okay. Pink sauce. <laughs> Not the weenie. The, the weenie. weenie and the bread. Okay. <laughs> pink mm-hmm. sauce, which is ketchup and mayonnaise uh, whipped. Mm. That's the pink sauce. Got it. Pineapple sauce. Okay. Cheese. Huh? No. No. Pineapple no. and cheese? onions. You're disgusting. Grill onions. You're I love disgusting. that. Not cheese. Onions. Okay. What is the pink sauce? It's ketchup and mayonnaise uh, mix. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. I do that okay. already. I do too with the chicken tenders. Crunch chips on top. And okay, okay, okay. All you had sounds, me yeah. except for the cheese. The cheese and pineapple combo. One of them has to go. That's just a really no, weird thing I for me. Take the cheese and pineapple out of here. I promise. Everything this else sounds great. Is this a staple in Colombia? Yes. Uh, like, if I go to Colombia, I will get a hot dog. Is that like? Is that kind of like poor food? Like hot dogs are kind of poor no, food in the United it's States. For like nobody eats fancy hot dog. Nobody like fancy people don't eat no, hot dogs. I just think it's like. Uh, it's like traditional. It's like hamburgers and hot dogs here. Okay, it's like well, the same over but there. they're kind of poor food here, to be honest. Like hamburgers yeah, and hot dogs are. are kind of affordable food. Like we Listen, eat- they're party food. They're yeah, party food. party. That's real. Yeah, yeah but food. also poor people understand this vibe. I grew up eating when hot dogs. When I got the hot dog wieners, <laughs> and then you made the 
bread, regular basic bread, the bun. Oh, yeah, white <laughs> bread. Yeah. yeah, and it sticks to the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Disgusting. It was gross, but you ate it because you were hungry. And also, ketchup, mustard, and relish makes it really soggy. I will say this. When I was a kid, my mom used to make, you know, those little, like, SpaghettiOs or whatever sometimes. And sometimes she would cut up a hot dog and put it in there so we could have yeah. some protein. That's Yo, how healthy we were. right. I will tell you this, though, before we let you go. Uh, apparently, according to the same poll, people in the Midwest, which is where I'm from, and from the West, which is where you're from, actually do, in fact, prefer hot dogs over hamburgers. Good, because they've got taste. There you have it. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. All right, so apparently there are rumors uh, that this Madonna biopic... Uh, what is it called? It's hit rough waters. It's called a biopic, not a biopic. Okay. It's a biopic. Biopic. Biographical picture. Um, rough waters ahead. What's going on? What's popping? All right. Well, fans are losing it. Um, people are really excited about this Madonna biopic, uh, but it really might not happen because of apparently nightmare production. Madonna stands have been having a collective meltdown the past few days after rumors were swirling over the weekend that her self-written, directed, produced biopic was on the verge of being shelved. It wow. all started. Wow. You just dragged me. I'm going to say it a few different ways. You said biopic that time again. I meant to say biopic. <laughs> I used to say biopic for many, many years. I think you can go, kind of go either Listen, way. tomato, tomato. Industry. I just want to get to the fact that Madonna's movie's not coming out. Industry types call it a biopic. Also, I was totally impressed that she <laughs> self-wrote, directed, and produced well, that, her yeah, biopic. Yes, that is impressive, unless it's so disastrous that it can't come out. I just think it's like, like it's a very me thing to do. Like, I'd be like, everyone, everyone, we're making a movie. <laughs> Gather around. I wrote, directed, and produced it. Watch me. <laughs> Lisa keeps telling me about this album release. I go, what if we do this? What if we do this? And she goes, Michaela, it's not your funeral. We're not doing that. And I'm like, uh, give roses while people are alive, doy. You want to see it. You, you, you're the type, you would, you're, you want to know who's at your, your I'm gonna funeral. I'm going to pop out of a casket. You will. Just for fun. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> All right. The people are really upset about this. According to the unnamed source, the project is a nightmare. The script needs constant changes, and the whole thing is costing a ton of money. Now, that, I believe, I'm sure it's so much money. Uh, they're trying to figure it out. While all of those claims sound plausible, they are also extremely vague, impossible to verify, and not unlike 90% of films when they're in development. So they're saying, listen, this is what happens. Yeah, I also feel like a lot of times when women are at the helm, they're, the, people try to dredge up like stories and make it sound more dramatic. Like, they don't know what they're doing, it's emotional, it's a disastrous Yeah, set. like, call her what you will, it's Madonna. Yeah. Okay, she's had a career for that long for a reason. For a reason. Let's not totally undermine her. I hope, isn't Julie Garner supposed to play the uh, the girl from Ozark, though? And from uh, what, yeah. Inventing Anna? Yeah, so probably it's got to be incredible. And I don't think somebody like Julie Garner would sign on to this if it were a hot mess. I'm sure they're just working out the details because she's a phenomenal actress. All right, coming up in our next hour. It's Ju- also, it's Julia. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Oh, Jules. Julia. Jules. Jules. Let's call her Jules Garner. Let's call her Jules Garner. JG. JG's taking over, baby. Uh, and we appreciate it. All right, coming up, Therapy Thursdays. Why are couples having less sex? And what does that say about our relationships? We'll talk about it in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Turns out adults and teenagers are having less sex now than we were 30 years ago. But why? 
and what can be done about it. Okay. If anything, uh, that's our conversation for Therapy Thursdays today. We're uh, going to be joined by Dr. Wendy Walsh, who is a doctor of psychology uh, and also an author. She has some thoughts. Uh, She's going to help us get our sex lives back on track. Let's do it, baby. Um, And I'm a newlywed, and I thought that a newlywed meant you just have sex every day. That's what I expected. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't be further from the truth. We've been together 10 years, and we're still on the same pattern we were a year ago. Listen, I won't go too far yet, but Lisa had to have a stern talking to with me yesterday, and I was like, okay, Queen. You're not Uh, loving on her enough. Yeah, but I was like, I also just got my lips done. Can you back off? <laughs> I just got my lips done. <laughs> no, but it's true. Wait, okay, but wait. Also, that reminds me the other day, uh, my husband and I were kissing, and they were kind of passionately kissing at one moment. Oh. And he's like, he's like, uh, uh. And I'm like, what? Is it the pimple on your forehead? It is pressing against my forehead right now, and it bothers you? He's like, yeah. Stop it! We both randomly have a pimple sort of underneath the surface in the middle of our forehead. And when we were kissing, they were pressing against each other. Okay. And both of us were in agony. Okay. This is what it's like to be in a relationship for 10 years. It's really sexy stuff. So uh, hopefully we can get some help from Dr. Wendy Love coming it. up here in Therapy Thursdays. Right now it's time for News on the Beat. What do you have? All right, babe. Well, there has been much progress for LGBTQ plus Americans in recent years, but equality remains elusive, says the United Nations Independent Expert on sexual orientation and gender identity, Victor Madrigal Berlaz made the remarks at a press conference after spending 10 days traveling around the United States. The UN Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights also put out a press release containing his comments. Despite five decades of progress, equality is not within reach and often not even within sight for all persons impacted by violence and discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity in the United States. He praised President Joe Biden and his administration for issuing very powerful executive orders aimed at promoting LGBTQ plus equality, but he noted many anti-LGBTQ plus moves by state and local petitions. He said he'd heard of about 280 pieces of such legislation, which also create a terribly polarizing narrative that exacerbates already high and worrisome risks of violence and discrimination. All right, another news, several elected LGBTQ plus office holders and veteran Democratic operatives have joined forces uh, to force to form, I'm sorry, Agenda PAC, a national organization that will work to preserve LGBTQ plus rights by campaigning against right wing candidates. Founder Ted Bordelon, a political com- communications strategist, will serve as executive director. Uh, Malcolm Kenyatta, Pennsylvania's first openly gay state representative of color, will serve as chair. Unlike groups such as Victory Fund, which are mainly focused on electing LGBTQ candidates, Agenda PAC plans to aggressively advertise against politicians they see as hostile to LGBTQ rights. The first target, Doug Mastriano, Pennsylvania's Republican nominee for governor. All right, one more story this hour. The Trevor Project on Wednesday released their report on a study of LGBTQ plus youth who have a parent guardian currently serving in the armed forces of the U.S. I have a guardian in the armed forces, and it's my brother. He's not your guardian. Well, You're the older sibling. Screaming at me right now, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm craving. Being a military dependent has long posed unique challenges for many youth, largely factored in, including but not limited to frequent moves 
separations for deployments or training, and the significant fear of loss of a loved one due to their military service. This study, though, found that being LGBTQ plus with a serving parent had added stressors. An estimated 1.76 million young people in the United States have a parent in the military, according to the researchers. Also note was the fact that LGBTQ youth with military parents are also more likely to report substance use than heterosexual youth with military parents. I also don't know that anybody's used the word youth and Michaela in the same sentence in quite a while. So there's that. Give me a tongue tie. <laughs> All right, let's get into a little bit of weather, schmether, baby. It's going to be a high of... Did you weather, schmether? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> 88 in Dallas, 111 in La Quinta, 78 in Cleveland, 89 in Atlanta, 89 in Miami, 112 in Palm Springs, 112 in Vegas, 98 in LA, 85 in New York... Uh, and a high of 93 in Houston. You know, I often think if people listen to like the straights, they listen to like a straight morning show. They're used to that on their morning commute. And then they tune into us one day. What do you think they think? Uh, uh, here's what I'm going to say. I got to... We're a blast. Okay. First of all, I got already a text this morning. Thank you very much. The text said, and I... Oh, God. I text so many people. Okay. Have you... And AJ ever thought of just doing a 100% radio talk show? You should. What does that even mean? No music in between. Going hard for four hours. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Oh, yeah, obviously. That's, that's never I'm happening. just saying that people want us. Yeah, they want more. That was a real text. Give I didn't me, even give me write more, it. Give me more. Give me, give give me, me give more. more. Here's your vibe. The meaning of everything is the meaning I give it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right. So today for Therapy Thursdays, we're talking about something I think a lot of us can probably relate to. And I think I have, I have some thoughts on why this study revealed exactly what it revealed, but apparently research shows that adults and teens are having less sex than we were having 30 years ago 
but why okay. did something change? Uh, here to help us have this conversation is Dr. Wendy Walsh, who is a doctor of psychology, professor and author who believes that everyone deserves secure, healthy relationships. Uh, Dr. Wendy Walsh, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. I'm always happy to be here. Well, let's talk about this sex decline, because I will tell you this. I've been a married man for two months now, and my sex hasn't necessarily declined any more so than it has Mine has declined since your marriage. we've been together 10 years, (laughs) and so we've already, I feel like, been on the decline for years now. But what's actually going on? Well, I think there's a number of things happening. First of all, the biggest decline is in the young population, uh, those who usually are having the very most sex teenagers and people in their 20s, Um, but at every age group across the lifespan, uh, researchers are seeing fewer and fewer people having, or people having less and less sex. I think there's a number of factors. One is that the young people are literally distracted. They're distracted by social media, by pornography, by video gaming. They are getting their dopamine rush, if you will, from technology in different ways. Plus, this is a generation who spent two years in isolation and haven't even been talking to each other, let Mm. alone having sex. Yeah. Um, That's a big one. And then also, you know, as we age across the lifespan, older people tend to have less sex. Um, That's normal. But what, what researchers are seeing is that these young populations are having far less sex. And there's one other really important factor. They're actually seeing a rise in violent, aggressive sex early on in people's sex lives. You know, we used to be like, it took you a few decades to work up to all the kinky stuff, but now they're starting right away. And so the suggestion is that a lot of young people are just staying out of the whole game because they're afraid. Mm. And a lot of young people have been informed by pornography, which we know is not real. And so they think if they perform in this sexually aggressive way, that their partner will like it, but it's making a lot of partners just stay out of the whole sexual marketplace. I love that you talk about that because I waited a long time to lose my virginity, and when I did, I had the, that exact same experience. It was all very performative. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't allowed to talk about sex. So I just sort of did whatever I saw, and not only did I feel, I guess, burnt out, but I also felt no like real intimate connection, nor did I know how to find that. Um, And I think even at 34, I'm still exploring that intimate connection. Also, life gets busy, and sometimes we have sex and sometimes we don't. There's no level of attraction lost, but how do you start having that intimate connection or learning how to after years of being sexualized or sexualizing people or seeing sex as, like you said, like some big porno? Well, if you're, it depends if you're with a partner or you're single, but I would say that practicing with non-sexual touch is very important. Sexologists would suggest that with their patients regularly, uh, meaning that go to get frequent massages, um, have cuddle time with partners where you say sex is off the table, and learn to just feel your body instead of feeling like you have to perform for somebody. Um, in, in married couples where sex is declined, uh, sexologists would prescribe, actually, let's take sex off the table and let's, again, do a lot of non-sexual touch. If you schedule anything, schedule some spontaneity time to just cuddle and talk and, and 
look into each other's eyes and have real intimacy and sort of see what arises from there. We do know that the one thing couples forget to do is add novelty to their relationships in general. In other words, we lose our interest in somebody when we're in the same space and doing the same things. So literally one way to boost your sex life is to actually go to new restaurants, hang out with new people, with your partner, uh, go to museums, try new sports together, new hobbies. This helps you see your partner in a new light and it looks fresh and novel to you. That is such great advice because I was just mm-hmm. going to ask you exactly that question. Like what sort of things can you do? Because I have found, you know, my husband and I are celebrating our 10 year anniversary in two weeks. And I'm so attracted to him. We like we still have a healthy sex life, but there are definitely times where our careers and the stress of life is so overwhelming that we don't go do new things together. We go to the same restaurant. We hang out with Michaela. We hang out with the same people over and over and over again. But you're saying that switching things up from time to time could spark something new and, and help you to see each other in a new light. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly in, in your sex life as well, you know, like literally just adding novelty. Because what happens is people get to know each other's bodies so well that it becomes like they, they just go to the go-to places mm. and their sexual scripts become narrower and narrower and narrower. And remember when you had your first date, if you touch baby fingers, your entire body would light up, yeah. right? And so sex sexologists, when they work with couples or sex therapists, when they work with couples, will actually um, teach them how to get back to that non-sexual touch so that they create more uh, sensory awareness aside from the genitals mm. and to go to the genitals after like six weeks. It's so fascinating. Right? Like just yeah. I, I think it's really important, this conversation and one that's just not had. Um do you think that I, I love that the non uh, touch helps bring intimacy uh, and I love going to new places, like you said, like switching things up. Is there like two other tips that you could think off the top of your head that really enhance that connection as well to really stimulate you and your partner to be intimate? Well, as unromantic as it sounds, research shows that scheduling sex is very important. You get busy in your lives. Um, also, depending on your gender, females tend to take a few days to warm up. They need to get things in order. Like, for instance, uh, the room has to be clean. The child care has to be taken care of. Some personal mm-hmm. grooming has to take place. They need. There's no spontaneity <laughs> anymore. Wait, that, yeah, sounds, that, that yes. sounds like me, actually. I'm like, listen, if we could just clean the bedroom, I probably want to have more sex. Honestly, cleaning the bedroom is more intimate than the actual act for me. I'm like, thank you so much. Oh, this okay. is beautiful. Dr. Wendy <laughs> Walsh. In a messy bedroom. No. No. <laughs> Although I, I did just last night, but that's neither here nor there. Dr. Wendy Walsh, thank you so much for joining us. I do want to let our listeners know uh, they can go check out your Patreon account, uh, The Science of Love. Uh, is there anything else specifically you'd like our listeners to know? Well, come on over to TikTok and Instagram. I post videos every day, Dr. Wendy Walsh. Go on, Queen. Love, off, it. Queen. Love on. it. Thank you so much. All righty. Take care. All right, coming up, but can I explore my bisexuality without ruining my relationship? One user is asking. We're going to have that conversation coming up in seven minutes. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Is it possible to explore uh, bisexuality or anything other than what it is that you have been presenting to your partner when you're in a relationship without ruining that relationship? 
right? Uh, this is the advice uh, someone is asking for. I'm going to read it. It's not too long. My partner and I have been dating for six years and we're in love. We've helped each other through hard times. We've supported each other through our successes and we cohabitate happily. Problem is, I'm in my early 20s and bisexual. We started dating in high school and he was my first real boyfriend. This is a relationship that brings me a lot of joy, but I think I would be remiss if I didn't get the chance as a young person to explore sex with others, especially other women and gender diverse people. How could we go about making this happen in a way that preserves the trust and health of the relationship? Is that even possible? Thoughts? Wow. You, you, because, because you have dabbled in both worlds. I like you dated men. You were in serious relationships with men, whereas I, I wasn't really ever in a serious relationship with a woman. I've never had sex with a woman. Right. So maybe you can speak to this in a way that I can't. Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, you just have to be extremely honest. I have a friend who's been married for a long time with children. And she's very in love with her husband. But, you know, the social climate is different. Being a gay is a lot more acceptable and exploring is a lot more acceptable today than it was 15 years ago when she got married. Even five or 10 years ago, exactly. for sure. Yeah. So she found herself struggling and the best policy truly was just to stay honest and she had to sit her husband down and say, listen, I don't know what these <laughs> feelings are, but they are mine. And they had to really work through that and talk about it. And I think that that's how you do it. I mean, listen, it nothing can not be solved with the right communication. That part. Because I, I, we live in an era now where gone are the days of the relationships of our parents or grandparents, right? What they had didn't really even necessarily work for them no. many times. I've told you, my grandmother said after my grandpa died, if I had to do all over again, I wouldn't have married him. They were married for 56 years. It's crazy. And he dies, and that's when the first thing she says to me. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Same for my grandma, too. And, and so I think that we make our own rules, and the more you can allow yourself to consider the possibilities in a relationship um, and then discuss them with your partner, like you said, communication is key, the more happiness you'll actually find. My husband and I... One of the things I love about him the most, and I know one of the things that that attracts him to me, is that there's zero judgment. He can bring any kink, fantasy, desire, he can bring right. it all to me. That doesn't mean we're going to act them all out, and usually we don't, right? Yeah. The idea of like, you know, whatever, it may be like group sex or something that might seem taboo to many, we discuss it, and we don't have to necessarily act on it. But knowing that he can come to me and me knowing I can bring it to him is such a turn on that it actually improves our personal relationship and our sex life. Yeah. So I think talking to the partners super, super important. I think that's what it is, too. And I'll be honest, when me and Lisa first started dating and only up until a couple of years ago, Lisa has always allowed me to come to her with zero judgments. I came judging like she would be like, oh, maybe I'd be into this. And I was like, what? Just because of my own insecurities. I was jealous. I was like, what do you mean? What do you think? So. It may not be met with so much love if you're honest the first time. And it may be a very stressful situation. But if you continue to do the work or if you get some sort of therapy mm -hmm. or someone to sort of walk you through, because the truth is those feelings aren't going to go away of wanting yeah. to explore. So you're going to want to just... Uh, and the worst that. part is not knowing. You have to have the conversations to get the answers, whatever it is in your life. Totally. Avoiding things is never, ever, ever the answer. Um I will say, though, that I wish you would stop trying to sleep with me because I, I know you this. want to explore this, uh, all six, five and a half of this, Michaela. I you were going to go there. Uh, but we're not doing that. I and can't. My I, lips are swollen. I respect Lisa too much 
has nothing to do with you. I have no respect for you, but I okay. respect Lisa to, oh, and also my husband. So there's that. Okay. So back off. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Lots of dr- uh, drama surrounding the Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills franchise right now, coming from a lot of different characters. Uh, but just yesterday, a major win for a personal friend of mine. Michaela, what's going on? All right, so Erica Jane scored a major win in court this week in the $5 million fraud lawsuit. Two of her estranged husband, Tom Girardi's former colleagues, attorneys Philip R. Sheldon and Robert P. Finn, filed in late 2020. Los Angeles Judge Richard Fruin found no evidence that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Star 51 participated in any wrongdoing. Jane's attorney, Evan Seaborgs, exclusively confirmed to Page Six on Tuesday. Sheldon and Finn had sued Jane for aiding and abetting Tom Girardi in his alleged crime. Uh, But listen, the judge is adamant. She didn't know anything. She didn't do anything. And it's out the window. The judge cited Jane's deposition, which she told the court, listen, they did all the books at Girardi and Keys. They were in charge of all the ledgers. I didn't do the invoices. Uh, So she's very clear. Listen, this is interesting because there are some other things against her right now that are still being and against uh, EJ Global as well. But this is the big one. And she's been saying all along, she did post on social media just yesterday. She's like, listen, basically, basically, I'm going to paraphrase here. What she said was that um, I just wanted some time to show you all. And all I asked for is time to actually get real evidence out there. Thank you for those who stood by me. And I wrote, I just put a couple of hearts on the post yesterday just to show her, like, I've known her for years. I've worked with her for years. She's, she's literally, her name is on the cover of my book. She's my cover quote. Yeah. We've known each other for a long time. And and I didn't want to believe any of it. But again, you never know. You don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. True. But it is also, I also held, held to the fact that it's very possible that a woman of a, of the most, one of the most powerful attorneys in the entire nation, one of the most wealthy attorneys in the entire nation, probably didn't know a whole lot. He's like 30 years older than her. Like, it is possible. Women, women, you know, live lavish lifestyles all the time or have gifts showered on them, Birkin bags and, and Bentleys, and, and don't ask where the money's coming from. That doesn't mean that maybe there wasn't, you know, that she had no idea, but legally speaking, she had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. It's well, interesting. The judge has spoken, honey. That's where we're at. Now, coming up in our next hour, how to make your weekends feel longer. I can't wait to find this one. I'm out. ready for this one. Let me know. We'll talk about it next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. You know what that song means to me. Yes. It's one of my favorite. My my best woman at the at our at my wedding, um, she and I had choreography to that song in college, and we still know every single beat. Naturally. It's the only bit of choreography I've ever learned. That and my roller skating routine with my old uh, neighbor, Katie, and that was to Electric Youth. Obviously. We also did a long program to uh, Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody, and that was also quite stunning. We did side-by-side half axles on rollerblades. I hear that. Me and Lisa did a beautiful rendition of skating in 2020. Um, I had skates, Lisa did not, and so I understand (laughs) you very deeply. Was, was this around the time that you were having a funeral for your uh, press-on nails during early pandemic? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. You yes, were, it was. You were really on a roll there. That one was a good one. Oh, my God. I was having the best time, and then my grandma died and ruined everything. She did. I was too sad to go outside and make comedy. You were, like, loving the pandemic, and then 
for two weeks. I loved the pandemic. For two weeks. And then good old Viv Cavaricci died, and I was like, what's the point? But also, that's totally a vibe. And it feels like I never met your grandmother. I mean, unfortunately, I wish I had. But uh, it feels like that's totally her vibe. She's like, nope, I'm out. I don't want to deal with this. This is crazy. Yeah, The pandemic is, her is vibe. too much. Yeah, that's her vibe, little psychopath. No, here's what happened. I'll tell you how she died, because she's an Italian psycho. They came to her house. She refused to leave her home. She was 93 years old, and she refused to leave, even though she needed proper care. Mm. And so my family, finally, my family finally stepped in. They were like, you have to leave your home. Uncle Dino cannot take care of you. And she's like, I'm not leaving. And they were like, get in the car. You're leaving. And she threw a fit. They took her to my Uncle Jeff's. They began trying to take care of her, and she literally died a week later. And I'm only laughing because she was so stubborn. She refused, her whole life, refused to leave her house or have someone take care of her in like some sort of hospital. That generation was tough. Yeah, and she was little. She was really tough, Mm. and it was very much her. How tall was was she? God, when she died, she was only about five feet, maybe four eleven. Oh wow! My gr- she was little. She was five four her whole life. My my grandmother's five five, I think. Yeah. She uh, she got the entire family together the day before, or the weekend before, or the day actually before her birthday. Took them all to a casino, and then said, "I'm going to go do my breathing treatment out in the parking lot with my stepfather." Died in his SUV. God bless them. Said, "I'm going to play <laughs> nickel slots." God bless them. And die in the parking lot. Grandparents are wild, and I love them, and those are two iconic stories and very very morbid for this this third hour of our show. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But such is life, right? Uh, We have a fantastic hour coming up for you here on The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for sticking sticking around. We had a great conversation about lack of sex and intimacy and, and why it has been on the decline for 30 years. We talked about that in Therapy Thursdays in our last hour. If you missed it, head over to wearechannelq.com and you can listen to it as a podcast as soon as we go off the air. Also, all sorts of really great content on our website for you. So again, that's wearechannelq.com. How to make your weekends feel longer. God, if this isn't the most relatable thing in the entire world, we're talking about it in about 10 minutes. Uh, I need to know because... I'm so looking forward to this three-day weekend, but I also low-key feel like every weekend should be a three-day weekend. A million percent. <laughs> Our boss, every time he hears us have this conversation, he's, he like, cringes. he's like, you guys, we're not doing a four-day work week. Yeah, he's like, it's never going to happen, girls. <laughs> but I, it, wouldn't it be nice? Not girls. I love it. Come on, girls. You ready for some news on the beat? I'm ready, honey. All right. The pace of new monkeypox cases reported in some major cities and in the U.S. overall has started to slow recently, but experts say it's too early to know if the trend will last. The CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, said that she is cautiously optimistic about the downward trend, but warned that the overall case count is still growing. Last week, there were an average of 337 new cases of monkeypox reported each day in the U.S. According to CDC data, that's a 24% drop from two weeks earlier, a difference of more than 100 cases a day. A few factors are working together to bend the curve, Walensky said, including vaccination, behavior changes, and harm reduction messages being heard and implemented. But many more factors are still in flux leaving questions unanswered. All right, let's do one more story. 
Uh, there has been much progress for LGBTQ plus Americans in recent years, but equality remains elusive, says the United Nations independent expert on, so- on sexual orientation and gender identity. Victor Madrigal Borlaz made the remarks at a press conference after spending 10 days traveling around the United States. The UN Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights also put out a press release containing his comments. Despite five decades of progress, equality is not within reach and often not even within sight for all persons impacted by violence and discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity in the United States. He praised President Joe Biden and his administration for issuing very powerful executive orders aimed at promoting LGBTQ plus equality, but he noted many anti-LGBTQ plus moves by state and local politicians. He said he'd heard of about 280 pieces of such legislation, which also create a terribly polarizing narrative that exasperates already high and worrisome risks of violence and discrimination. Hmm. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be... A high of 93 in Houston, 89 in Miami, 74 in San Francisco, 90 in Atlanta, 72 in Buffalo, 78 in Cleveland, 113 in Cathedral City, 80 in Boston, and a high of 111 in Vegas. Now give us a vibe of the day. The meaning of everything is the meaning you give it. I love that. Want to bring some meaning to your life? How about uh, heading to uh, Las Vegas to watch Diana Ross in concert? Viva! She's doing a very limited engagement at the Win Las Vegas. She's there September 21st through October 1st, and we want you to be there. It's this month, uh, and here's how you could win your way in. Head over to wearechannelq.com. We're going to give away round trip airfare for two a two night hotel stay at the Win, which is very fancy, by the way. And these two tickets we're going to give you, if you win, first ten rows. They're expensive. Trust me. My mother-in-law is going. She bought her own tickets, and she is definitely not in the first 10 rows. No. So this is a really, really, really great prize package. Head over to wearechannelq.com. Enter for your chance to win. If you want to buy tickets, maybe you have a larger group that wants to go, head over to ticketmaster.com. But uh, good luck. Beautiful, baby. All right. Coming up, we're having a very important conversation. How to make your weekends feel longer. We've got your back. We'll have that conversation in seven minutes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, so I need to preface this conversation by making it really clear that we don't really work a nine to five here, Michaela. We sort of work closer to a five to nine. Yeah, I love that. Not like we're working 40 hour work weeks. However, we do get up really early. And I think a lot of people can relate to the feeling that weekends are feeling shorter and shorter and shorter as time goes by. Yeah. Right. I feel like for a while we were in the pandemic and everything was sort of frozen 
and everything sort of felt like a weekend to some degree, even though you were working, you might be working on Zoom or whatever it may be. But now that we're back into the thick of things, it feels a little bit like we're all trying to catch up for lost time, including our bosses. And and how do you make the most of your weekends, right? <clears throat> 48 hours isn't a lot. It's Listen to me. I we have an amazing hours but when i leave here on friday i'm like okay let me get my things done let's say laundry clean whatever that yes. gets done. saturday friday night i'm tired because we wake up so early yep. so friday i don't really feel like going out saturday i like go to the gym still try to keep routine and then maybe i'll make it out saturday yeah. and then sunday i'm in bed by 7 p.m again mm-hmm. it's really difficult well according to dr mike savilla who is a family physician at the family practice center of salem in my home state of ohio Weekends are even more important than you may think. He said people need physical time and space to relax and recharge their mind and body after a long work week. Um, and and furthermore, an associate professor from my alma mater, The Ohio State University, added that any break from work, whether it's a vacation or a weekend or even work uh, after work in the evening, is incredibly important for recovery. And here's here's what I think the science has shown us, and here's what we've learned post-pandemic, sort of post-pandemic. We're always going to sort of be in this pandemic, but here we are. Yeah. I think that what we've realized is our personal time and our mental health matter every bit as much, if not more, than our physical health because our mental health impacts our physical health. So if you're not taking the time to fill up your tank emotionally, spiritually, whatever, through whatever activities – it, it is that bring you joy, you're going to be trash at work. Like you're not going to be a good employee. And so true. It, it might, five years ago, that might have sounded counter, counterintuitive. Like, oh, come on, whatever, just work harder, right? But what we learned by actually slowing down and paying attention is that 40 hours isn't really necessary at work anymore. With yeah. the technology and, and, and everything that we have at our fingertips now, you can get the same amount of work done in half the time, which is why a lot of, Corporations and states are pushing for four-day work weeks now. Um, and 48 hours of recovery just isn't enough. No, it's, it's just not. not. It's just not. And I think that, you know, everyone's super grateful to still have a job, all of those things. Yes, yes, yes. But I also think it the most important thing is to uh, make the most with your time. And if that means that you can work from home for four hours instead of eight hours in an office, Go with that. Yes. Let that be a thing. Okay, we're only getting older, honey. The well, time's going fast. We're, it's already September first. It's September first. Okay. How wild is that? Can well, I so, go home and enjoy the, my Ross decorations? <laughs> some of the advice that these experts are giving is to plan out some of your time. Actually, make a schedule for your weekend. If there are certain activities you want to get to, that and I know it sounds. We talked about this a little bit in Therapy Thursdays or, uh, earlier this morning. You know, planning sex with a partner after you've been together for many years, it doesn't sound like the most romantic thing, but it can actually really benefit your relationship. Planning fun time and 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 time to disconnect from your iPad, your cell phone, your computer, all super, super, super important uh, to, to shut it down a little bit. And also make sure that you're putting the work aside on the weekends. That you're not responding to emails constantly, which for us is difficult because we, so we're like gig employees and we're always, always working, always available. Um, but it, this one's really, really important. And and I just posted a video a, a day or two ago, which was work, by the way. It was for Barefoot Wines. I work. I'm an ambassador for them. But my husband and I did like a little sip and paint date day at the park. 
And while we were doing it, of course, like there's stress and pressure for having to film it and make a whole like video out of it. But we said to each other, like, why don't we do stuff like this anymore? Like, why don't we do these cute little fun little day dates anymore? Yeah. So I think things like that are really important, whether you're single or in a relationship. Uh, make a day date with your friends if, if, if that's going to bring you a little bit of, a little bit of you know, energy so you can go back into the next week and feel, you know, refreshed. A million percent. All right, coming up, can you keep a secret or do you have to tell at least one person? You hate secrets, but you're good at them, I think. I hate them, but I'm good at them. But there's a few flaws. We'll talk about it next. <laughs> The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. You know I'm a sucker for a secret, right? Yeah. I mean, I host a whole podcast with my husband called Confess Your Mess. And that's what I meant. Season two coming out soon. Michaela Gordon was one of my very first guests. And um, so I'm obsessed. It's all about confessing secrets and getting things off your chest and then and giving real advice in real time, which is what this person is doing. Uh, because this per- one person wrote into it an advice column saying... Uh, that five years ago, I threw a surprise for my husband. It went very well. He liked it as far as I know. A few weeks later, my husband told people that he really knew all the time, but he acted surprised to accept it. Oh, God. I had no idea if that was true, but I also know he's deeply anxious about not knowing things. So that was fine with me. This is interesting because <laughs> seven or eight years ago, I had a talk show on Fox called Hollywood Today Live. And in the weeks leading up to it, my now husband, Emil, was getting really weird. It was just uncomfortable. And I felt like there was a distance between us. And I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out, oh, he's throwing me a surprise party. Oh. I didn't know the details. I didn't know when it was going to happen or where it was going to happen or who was going to show up. Right. But I did figure it out because I talked to my ex, who you also know, my ex, Ryan, and I said, hey, Something's going on with us. I feel like he's going to leave me. I don't know what's happening. <clears throat> and he's like, he's not going to leave you. He's got something planned for you. Just please drop it. Please drop it. And that's how I kind of figured it out. Emil now knows this, but he was so upset when he first found out that I kind of knew something was going on. Then I had to play along and act like I was overwhelmed and surprised, which I was overwhelmed by like the scope of it all and the people that flew into town for it. I had no idea any of that was happening. I love that. Like he nailed it. But... You think it's okay sometimes to to play dumb and to to act like you don't know the secret when somebody's just trying to make you feel special? Of course. Yeah. Lisa did the same thing for my 30th <clears throat> birthday. And I'm so nosy and I figure out everything and I can't <laughs> help it. And I figured it out. But I played it so Didn't you do cool. New York? She did New York? She did three parties in three days oh, for wow. the big 3 Wow. So we did Vegas, then we flew to New York, then we landed in LA. Whoa. And it was the best party I've ever had in my whole entire life. Like no one has ever done anything mm. like that for me. It was crazy. Oh my God, we had so much fun. I knew something. I, I didn't know all the details. I didn't know the three for three for three, but I knew something was happening. Um, But my favorite story of that whole 30th birthday is she goes, come on, we're going to go have dinner for your pre-birthday. So I get dressed. We're in the car. She puts a blindfold on. I walk. She parks the car. We walk into whatever it's supposed to be. And before I can get the blindfold off, all I hear is, <laughs> and I pick up the thing covering my eyes. It was Lisa's mom. She got it wrong and said it before everybody else. Oh my and she gosh. was standing in front of everybody and was so excited she said it. And I was like, what happened? And then I looked and everyone was like, 
Surprise, girl. Surprise. And I was like, okay, what's up? You're interesting because you're kind of simultaneously really good and really bad at secrets. Yeah. Like, okay. you let everybody, you let the person, if you're keeping a secret from them, me, for instance, like for my birthday one year or Christmas, I think it was, and then also hate for it. my wedding. I hate keeping a secret. Like, you let me know, though, that you have a secret that you hate keeping, but you don't give away the secret. No, no, you'll know I've got but one. But I know you have one, which you is almost, know what it is. which is almost worse. I know. Listen, I really am. I'm not a bad secret keeper in the sense I'm going to tell you, but I can't handle I can barely keep a secret to save my life. Mm. I just get, I'm too excited. I just want to tell you. You want, you're that person. So on Christmas morning, are you more excited to give presents or receive them? Give. Totally. Same. I want you to look at it. I can't wait to show I you. I want you to open, I just want to be like, what's their reaction? Yeah. I hope it's good. I hope they yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have something special planned for this album release party next week for Sky, who I call my mom. Mm. It's something very sentimental that will mean a lot to her. I've called her five times and had to hang up the phone. I'm like, girl, Whoa. hang up the phone. Do not tell her till she gets here to see it for herself. Ooh. It's hard for me, honey. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Remember when Rose told Jack, I'll never let go? I'll never let go, bitch. Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, iconic, right? Yes. Well, Leo DiCaprio has other plans because he's letting go of women left and right. And it seems they all have one thing in common. What's popping? Okay, well, there's a lot in common. Uh, Leo loves the ladies. Mm -hmm. He loves beautiful ladies and he loves supermodels. Sure. Only until they turn 25 and it's over. <laughs> uh, he has broken up with Camilla Marone. Uh, and in all seriousness, they did break up, unfortunately, but it appears that she turned 25 and that's what happened. And he really doesn't date anybody over 25. Our producer, Vanessa, follows us very closely. Like, this is a common... This is a real thing. ...thing that he does, right? Yeah, the memes were all over uh, the articles, like... Once the girl was like, the average age that he dated was 25. Once they hit 25, they were broken up. Oh, my god! And the youngest he dated was 21. 20. Yeah, but he's like pushing 50. So he stays the same. They get younger. But you know what? If it works for him, he's always done this. I feel like he dated, remember when he dated Giselle Bündchen? Uh, for a long time. Oh, before Tom Brady. Yeah, and yeah. then when she turned 26, they broke up. And, uh, and you know what this reminds me of? Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Right? Leo DiCaprio was like a young Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was like, like 148 years old and still dating like hot young women. We haven't heard much from him in recent years. I mean, he's, he's definitely up there in age now. Uh, he's like 85 now. But this is sort of Leo DiCaprio's MO. Like he sort of is the Wolf of Wall Street or the character from Great Gatsby. They're not too far from who he seems to be in real life. Totally. And also, if you're a young 23, 24-year-old, girl and leo dicaprio is trying to date you and take you to like around the world you're not saying no and 24 is a fun age you yes. shouldn't be trying to settle down have fun with leonardo from 21 to 25 <laughs> live your life and then go find your because forever here's the thing you're going to forever be the ex of leo dicaprio which actually means something right my friend roxy diaz uh, dated eddie murphy years ago and forever she's known as eddie murphy's ex and that it actually carries a lot of weight in the industry and you will actually get wow. work you will actually get work off of those things <sighs> so why not i love this for them <laughs> love this it ended up working out just fine good morning beat channel q all right welcome back to the show this is a really interesting conversation uh a mother 
her post went viral after sharing that her first grader's homework assignment uh, mentioned how not eating can make somebody thin. Okay, uh, she posted this on TikTok, and and just to be clear, uh, studies have shown that poor body image and disordered eating are on the rise for America's youth, with elementary school students becoming dissatisfied with their appearance uh, by the age of eight. Eight. Some children already express a desire to be thin and diet, and in one study of just under a thousand students between 11 and 12 years old, researchers found that three out of 10 students felt dissatisfied with their bodies. Um, so her daughter's name is uh, Harley. Right. Seven years old. She had a homework assignment. Fine. And the mom says, listen, just a friendly reminder, always check your kid's homework. They may be learning more than you think. Harley showed the homework sheet, which had the child fill in a blank within a sentence with one of their vocabulary words. In one example, the question read, Joe looks very blank because he hasn't eaten much, to which the child wrote thin. Right. Is that problematic? He looks very blank because he hasn't eaten much. If I were a kid, I might say hungry or tired. Those are also words I could have put in. Her daughter chose to put in thin. So my question is, is this really more on the teacher or on maybe this mother who has inadvertently maybe taught her child how to get thin and what the importance of being thin because I feel like this could go either way when I was about seven or eight years old I remember going to like a restaurant with my mom and she just had a small dinner salad and that was it and we didn't have a lot of money so I also knew that that was it but I remember her saying that was all she was going to eat that day so she could stay skinny and I was like eight years old and I was taught at a very early age the less that you eat the more uh, the thinner you I, become. I had this conversation with a friend the other day. Yeah. It's not accurate. Yeah, yeah. I, but that's what I was taught so mm-hmm. little. So I feel like this is definitely uh, an issue with the parenting. I think that kids learn this at this early age. Yeah. Because, you know, here's the thing. I have a friend. It's our friend, Kim Caldwell. Yes. We love Kim Caldwell. Mm-hmm. She's got two little girls, mm-hmm. one who's uh, going to be six. Loves drag queens and tater tots. Loves drag queens mm-hmm. and tater tots. Yep. And one that's three. And uh, like two years ago, her her oldest, who would have been four at the time, was mad because she looked fat. Mm. And she was like, I look fat. Well, Kim, in the past, would look in the mirror and go, oh, I look so fat. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not eating. I look so fat. And now there is a strict... Probably before she was a mother. Of course. Before she, yep, of course. Of course. But then did it as a mom. Mm. Not thinking. And she now has a very, very, very strict rule. When you speak around her and her girls, you do not say, I'm on a diet. I'm working out to lose weight. You say, I'm healthy. I'm fit. I went to go see her and I was trying to lose a, a little bit of weight. And um, I said, Girl, I'm just trying to get skinny. And she goes, we don't say that. You look fit. And I was like... You're right. I'm that's sorry. real. Yeah, you look healthy. And that's how we had to have the conversation. Well, this is what the mom said. Uh, said eating healthy food, getting lots of exercise, and a lot of it is honestly just genetics. It's what you're born with. And her daughter replied, "You're gonna love this. I'm Italian, oh. and Italians love good food." That's what the daughter said. Yeah, that's baby. Uh, this, is this you? Is this story about <laughs> you? It's me. I th- yeah, it's so real though because, and this just doesn't just affect girls. Honestly, I've had weird body image issues my entire life. I had 
boat or Botox. I had Botox too. I had a liposuction last year because I was like my midsection. I'm 40. I was 41 at the time and it wasn't really doing what it used to do. And it wasn't bouncing back. And so I went and, and I'm glad I did. And it was my choice and I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm okay with it, but I'm also very transparent about it too. And my husband, for example, you've seen Emil at the gym or you've seen him on his thirst traps all over First Instagram. First of all, that man is fine, honey. He is so fine. He has muscles everywhere. Bro, he looks good. And he thinks that he's scrawny. Like, it's taken him many, many, many years because, God bless her, his mom would always say that he was skinny. She would always make comments about him being so skinny. You need to eat more. You're skinny. Ooh, when he was a little kid, That's when he so was in tough college. to tell a boy, too. Yeah. And so, it, it, it's real for men as well. I... I grew up watching my mom hate herself as she gained more and more weight. When I was a kid, she used to wear bandanas for belts when I was like a little kid. Yeah, that and was then, the time. Sure. But then after she had a second child and then a third child at age like 38 or something, uh, it's just not as easy to bounce back. And then she had breast cancer and had all, all of her lymph nodes removed. Yeah. So, I mean, she just, she gained weight. There's nothing she could do to regulate it anymore. And, and But the, the way that she talked about herself, I definitely took on some of that. A thousand percent. And, and that's the thing to be be afraid of. Do I think this teacher is completely in the wrong for this? No. It could have meant, the word could have been any number of things. I think the actual vocabulary word, however, was thin. And I think that's the problem. Um, but I think the mom handled this well. And she said, listen, we're not trying to get thin. We're just trying to be healthy. Yeah. And that's that. And, I love it. And the kid, she likes Italian food. And that's that too. <laughs> Tell me something good. Oh, oh my goodness, it's it's really fantastic. So um, I, there's still a little left in me. We'll see the neck. We'll see. <laughs> a little something left in you. Come uh, on, Serena come Williams, on. you're the goat. I've been waiting all morning to talk about this. Last night, Serena Williams took down the yeah. number two ranked player in the world, Annette Contavit, uh, at the U.S. Open, and she's on to the third round, where her actually her road gets a lot easier now. She beat number two, which means the draw is open. These next couple of players she could face are not ranked anywhere in the top 50, so she could make a deep, deep run at this thing. Uh, many people are saying this is her swan song. She didn't say that she's going to retire. She said she's going to evolve away from tennis and that Vogue uh, article that came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I've never experienced something like this. I almost flew to New York. I've been looking at tickets for the last couple of weeks. I almost wish I did now. Um, but she was playing so poorly up to this point. She's yeah. only played six matches this entire year in 14 months. She's almost 41 years old and the mother of a five-year-old. And she's just the number two player in the world. Yeah. Just decimated her in that final set. Yeah. It's just unreal to watch. And and she says that Tiger Woods is, is one of the main reasons she's still playing. He gave her the inspiration. Wow. But just what she has meant to the sport, what she's meant to women, what she's meant to women of color. Mm -hmm. It's just this this was a white sport. This was a white sport when yeah. she came in. And by the way, this is how long she's been playing. Most women retire around age 30 or so at the latest. She's turning 41 next month. It's incredible. You know, when she won her first match at the U.S. Open, Tom Brady had never thrown a, 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 pass, a pass at Michigan. Not even in the pro. Right. LeBron James wasn't even in high school yet. Right. Just wrap your brain around these iconic other figures in sport. They weren't even doing what they were doing yet, and she was winning matches at the U.S. Open. Yeah. She's just unbelievable. She's unbelievable. I also want to touch upon something that I think is also important, just body image. Yes. I think that as a woman that is thicker than I am thinner, 
I think that somebody like Serena showing that like an athletic build is yep. strong mm-hmm. and sexy. She really changed the game for that as well because I think also predominantly in tennis but in life um the women were very lean, very they're, thin. They're very Maria Sharapova, right. tall and lean and blonde hair yeah. and, and white girls and you look at the best American players now, Coco Goff, Sloane Stevens, Madison Keys, all young black women. And it's because of Serena. Every single one of them say it's because of her. A million percent. Mm. So what Tiger did for her, she did for so many. She did for so many last night and, as well. And Venus. I want to give Venus her, her flowers, oh my too. God. Venus of Venus has been just an advocate like no other for the sport. But uh, Serena's the all-star. It's amazing. Yeah, honestly, I think that that's the perfect yes. way to end. Tell me something good. It's all about girl power. I will say this. She's playing again uh, tomorrow night, Friday night. And if she wins that match... She plays Sunday night at the U.S. Open, and I will be at a wedding on Sunday night in San Diego, and I am, I shudder. Watching to th- television. I, I have to, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like one of those, you know how we always My make fun of the- best friend. It's how we make fun of the guys when they go into the like bathroom and watch the, the football we game. Watch, I watch college football games all the time because they're on Saturdays, and I always yeah. watch them during, during weddings. All the guys do. Yeah, yeah, uh, but this time it's tennis. I'm like, sorry, I have to go watch Serena. Sorry, guys, I got to go. It's Serena's time. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, We have a great show for you tomorrow. Uh, Make sure you stick around today. Of course, there's uh, three hours of curated music just for you. And then let's go there with Shira and Ryan. But also, how to fight fairly. Dr. Chris from Loveline is having that conversation. Uh, Tomorrow's Friday. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 